Evening, you're listening to Skip Intro with me, Kelvin Yi. In the studios with me is Ian McNally, Dania Nae, and Julian Yap. We are talking about Netflix's anime documentary, Enter the Anime. Who are the creative and deranged brains behind some of the most innovative anime out today? I'm the time traveler. I'm from the future. I'm not from this timeline. <laughs> Japanese animation is a trans genre medium. So I spent about five minutes watching it <laughs> and constantly cringing and felt like dying, but I'll leave it to you to explain what it's about. This this is supposed to be uh, this is supposed to be a documentary that explains supposed to be like looking into the heart of what anime is. It's supposed to be an explainer video, but it is just a corporate video showing some B-roll for anime that happens to be on Netflix. But even doing that, I thought we should draw attention to it because as a streaming service, Netflix has its ups and downs with what's going on in different shows they have. You know, some shows are great, some shows are not so great, but there is a kind of an expectation of quality in a way. And this seems to be backsliding into a weird kind of filler TV program we used to get an awful lot of. Um, I don't know about you guys getting it here when I was living in the UK and Ireland. You would get adults trying to talk about, you. they were called youth programs, Y-O-O-F, wow. because they were so like, oh, we're talking to the youth. You know that Steve Buscemi gif? of he's standing with the skateboard saying, hello, fellow kids. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically that in TV form where they would have someone over 30 trying to explain video games and doing it horribly. And as much as I'd like to see that a dead arch is no longer dead, I don't want to see these kind of things again. This, this documentary, docu- I, even calling it a documentary is... It's got nothing of a documentary. It's yeah. directed by a documentarian, but it's you don't actually see what you're learning from this. What kind of light is it shedding over any culture, any industry? It's nothing. It's one hour. It's 58 minutes yeah. of non-documentary. It yeah. really sullies the, the word documentary, really. Right? Yeah. It's like, I didn't learn anything from this. <laughs> no. I, I was angry. Well, not angry. I was just more of... Um, why did I watch a girl just go around being like, I don't understand what anime is. Oh, teach me Japan, please. You know, like it was it was a kind of a waste of time, even though you kind of saw bits and it, it had bits and pieces of what could have been a good documentary. Right. When they were talking to um, the manga artists or the directors and the producers, they had those kind of bits, but I would have liked to hear more about that instead of the girl like, let's go for karaoke now, you know? Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the things that's most baffling about this for me like you can very easily tell that the actual footage of the creators talking about anime comes from the b-roll that was shot when they were producing their shows that are on netflix yeah and that's fine i mean you could even just do an animated robot that you animate over a weekend to cover you know to stitch those together because they're all different styles i think there's a, a show i haven't watched called b where it's the producer or director interviewing himself is the kind of conceit of that one I don't remember. You missed that. You didn't get to that point. I think you no, I out. watched the whole thing oh. and I don't remember any of it. <laughs> but it's a cute conceit. It's a mystery show. He's interviewing himself. There's other two great anime creators coming together. 
they had a timeline for those guys. And I was like, why is there only a timeline for these guys? Like this, it felt like somebody who realized late Sunday night they hadn't done their homework for Sunday morning and they basically skipped through all the B-roll footage they had, got the last sentence of each one and it was like, asking that question is dangerous and then start writing their script with, yes, it is, not knowing what it was performance it's dangerous and then going with, yes, that is a dangerous question and for that I went to karaoke because she knows the next bit starts with the karaoke clip. Like it really feels that badly put together. So we should say, basically, um, this documentarian's been sent by Netflix to Japan to... She was you know, hired by Netflix, yes, of course. To wrap <laughs> her head around the wide world of this weird genre of animation called anime. <laughs> and it's... Uh-huh. So along the way, she meets um, different creators of um, Netflix's series. So this is... Netflix has maybe six series, seven series that's come out over the last year or two and including Neon Genesis Evangelion of course that we talked about mm-hmm. a few weeks ago and so basically interstitched between these interviews that she has with the creators it's a white woman in a wide brimmed hat doing an Instagram follow me video, yep. Instagram story kind of follow me video of you know, oh wow, the food in this part of Japan is great. And the and the way that the youth culture and the subculture, oh my God, Lolitas. Yeah. This, it's so, it's such a bad way. I understand it's what they're... It's airline magazine. Mm. Yeah. It's literally that level of depth on culture. It's like, oh, it's Japan is polite. It's like, really? <laughs> and it's, it's almost insulting to say this about the Japanese culture, Japanese people, anime as a genre, as an industry, because it, it actually verbatim says, um, how can a culture this polite and organized make something like this? Anime, 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 <laughs> anime. And it's so frustrating to watch. And that's exactly how this advertorial starts. It's not, I'm not going to call it a documentary anymore, really. Advertorial is right. It is. It, and that's how it starts. Oh, look at this reserve culture. How could they come up with something so edgy, so quirky and so funny? <laughs> but the, the, the examples they use for that, like her kickoff is clips from Castlevania, which is made by, is Ari Shankar? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, he's an American. Like and it's like oh this is edgy and it's somebody getting their eyeballs gouged out and it's like it was maybe edgy in 1982 when it was in Blade Runner or like if you list if you look online there are like there, there was no research done into what like you could from this from oh, I'm just flabbergasted by this, <laughs> this show from the clips they have there are like ways you could say look at this thing it's really weird and even she doesn't explain what any of the shows are. There's one show they say it's basically corporations fighting, but instead of actually fighting, they just put fighters in a ring. There's they they interview a head of toy animation, which is like a monolith in the industry, and Disney of Japan. They're trying to talk about Saint. I don't know how to pronounce it. Saint Saint Seiya, and there's no mention at all of what it's about. They ask everybody what the last thing they googled was. It's like what. What are you? Into the mind of the great anime people. Like, what did you Google last? That will give us some insight into what anime actually is. Uh, I'm assuming something like that. But I got to say, even as an advertorial, it doesn't do a, a lot of good because it didn't... It gives advertorials a bad name. <laughs> I didn't want to watch any any of the animes that they suggested in it. Um, they could have done a better job with it. Like, even if they were going to you know, advertised just for the sake of pe- getting people to come and watch the animes that they themselves have, like, sort of helped create. They could have given us a bit more information about what the animes yeah. are about. You know, there was literally nothing. It's just like, oh, wow, this anime is edgy. This anime has fighting in it. Like, 
there are a lot of other animes out there who are also edgy anime. You could be talking about any one of them. That's where the last minute homework comes in because she didn't even look at the trailers for the shows to say these two legends came together to work on Ultraman, which is an old, long-running Japanese thing. And, you know, one of them worked on Apple. I, I was like looking, when they, they gave a timeline of what these guys had worked on before and I was looking at that going like, there's a Japanese guy who worked on a load of Western anime at 3D stuff and like, and they're coming together and they're also doing standalone complex. Like even just talking about she talks about the golden age of anime. It doesn't explain what the hell that was. So I think this overall comes from a lens that isn't quite right. You know, they, they essentially took um, Netflix, in this case, they took up someone who didn't have an understanding or an appreciation for anime to do a documentary about anime. Mm. Um, usually that wouldn't be a problem, if, say, if it was on a YouTube channel or if it was just a blog post. No problem with that, but I think with something as big budget with this, uh, like this, and an industry that big, I think you could have afforded to hire someone who knew the industry better, who would have been able to present it in a way that was fun and not something, oh, look at this foreign product, look at this, uh, you know, I listen to NPR only on weekends and <laughs> you are from a suburb in uh, Indiana, I'm going to introduce you what anime is. So, Oh my, that's, is that what it's for? It, it does come across that way to me. Because in which case it should be region locks to those areas only because it's just everyone else is <laughs> insulting to everybody else. It, it, it really could have been done better, even if it, like you guys have said, that even though if it, uh, it's just to promote Netflix's, mm. the anime that is on Netflix, um, it's, it's quite disappointing, honestly, because Netflix can do quite well with how they present and how they choose to do their representation. This just ain't it. And there's so much stuff on there, it can be tricky to, you know, find, like, I see all these animes, I have some background watching anime but I see them all scrolling by on the timeline I have no idea what they are so basically I guess what I'm trying to say is if they want to do Enter the Anime 2 Netflix we're available hire us <laughs> give us some of that money <laughs> so if you have seen this documentary slash editorial you can send us your thoughts WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and on social media we're at skip intro my after this we're going to talk about some of our favourite anime uh, it, we're also going to provide some recommendations outside of the documentary this is the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Hello, it's Skip Intro with Kelvin Yee, Julian Yap, Ian McNally and Dania Nye. We've been talking about Enter the Anime, an anime documentary uh, from Netflix. Oh well, a 58-minute long advertorial for the anime that is on Netflix. So in it, they did suggest a few series there. Uh, what would some of your recommendations be? Well, I think even just if you're looking for a better introduction to anime, one of the things to do is to go to YouTube and in the search box type in introduction to anime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I haven't looked at this in a while, but there was an account that I was getting quite into. I think it's another Irish guy, but I'm not sure where he's living. It's uh, Super Eyepatch Wolf on YouTube. They do have like anime that's coming because it's a constant stream of stuff that comes out and I can't yeah. keep up. And they would say like, what's good, what's bad, what's going on? Like they're the... They have a pretty good handle on, you know, what's going on and what they're... They explain what the hell the shows are about, which is handy. So I keep an eye on that. I th I'm not sure if Filmjoy do any stuff as well. But if you just... Geek and Sundry also have Best Anime of the Summer and different anime for fans of different type of things. So at least it is an in for anybody. And I think those are a handy way to get started. I have two main uh, animes that I kind of, kind of consider my top two, I guess. First is Sword Art Online, mm. which is also available on Netflix, mm. <laughs> if you want to watch it.
there's movies. There's like of this as well. This, right? this is the first series. I will clarify the first okay. series. I have not watched because I'm a bit of a snob in the sense that I like <laughs> to only watch the original characters and once they introduce new characters, I'm like, who are you? Don't waste my time. <laughs> I'm just going to get comfortable because I have no idea what this show is, right, but so I hear about it all the time. Sword Art Online is basically about um, virtual reality, multiplayer sort of games. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you know, um, they've released this brand new game and everyone, you know, goes on and buys it, buys the virtual helmet to play it. And once they're in the game, the creator shows up and says, um, you can't log out anymore. The only way to leave the game is by winning the game. And mm. there are about 100 levels also. Um, so the entire base of the show is them going through the levels. And any, oh, I should mention, anytime you die in the game, you die in real life. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's, that's how virtual reality that's works, That's how right? it works. Yeah. That's how everyone plays but it. But Danya, where are the swords? <laughs> and where is the art? <laughs> that's the, the name art? of conventions I always love. Yeah. They use swords when uh, they fight. It's and a fantasy okay. RPG. It's an in. artistic sword fighting going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely recommend it because I feel like it has a good mix, especially if you're just getting into anime. It has a good mix of um, action and also a bit of romance. And it's not too like... I guess, I don't want to say weird, because anime is not weird, but it's not too, like, out there for someone who hasn't experienced anime before. There's one thing they do kind of get right on the Enter the Anime documentary, which is someone says it's trans-genre. Yes. In that Mm. there can't, and uh, there's shows that are completely bizarre and everything out there. But this is like, you've got your science fiction VR headsets, but you've also got your fantasy setting, and you've also got your Adventure of the Week and judging by what you're telling me about the first season, <laughs> you might also get a lot of deaths and drama if people don't carry through into the other versions. No, it's 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 a good. I mean, the characters are great. Okay. So they're not they're nice. I just don't like seeing new characters. <laughs> yeah. I'm a snob. Not um, everyone can be Oberyn Tyrell from Game of Thrones, where you get a character that like, hey, this is the new cool guy. Look how cool he is, and everyone goes, this guy's awful. <laughs> So I've not watched too, too many anime series. I've said this on the show before. I'm not a big fan of anime series just because they go on for too long. But the characters are always great. The relationships, the relationships between characters are always great. So like I I definitely check out Sword Art Online, hmm. if only to check out the characters because you said they're great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I'm not big on series, but I love anime films. And I, these aren't, you know, obscure anime films or whatever, but I would like to recommend uh, Masaki Yuasa's work. Um, he is, if anyone has ever watched um, Satoshi Kon's work, so that's Paprika, Perfect Blue, Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfathers. These are some of my favorite films probably of all time. Mm. But in in the way that he was breaking boundaries then, Masaaki Yuasa is doing that today. And he's still making them. Satoshi Kon has sadly passed away. Yeah. So what's so, the movies he's made? Or? Yeah, so... Um, so he's done Lou Over the Wall that came out two years ago. That's very Ponyo-y. So if anyone likes Ponyo. Ponyo's great. Yeah. And it's, um, a li- it's you know, ethereal. It's a little bit magical. It's cute. It's cute. It's funny. And it's adorable. Um, there's, over- there's also Mind Game. And if anyone likes uh, A Scanner Darkly... Oh. Yeah, you're going to like my game. My game is crazy. Mm. It's kind of um, you mix in photorealism and um, animation together and it's a bit wild. Uh, but my favorite one that came out last year was um, The Night is Short, Walk On Girl. And it's basically this girl and she takes a walk around the city over one night and she meets all these characters along the way. And there's not, well, there's not a lot there, but the people that she meets and the personalities, the animation style, they're so unique and the music, the 
the just the style of it is just so so beautiful and I know when it comes to anime you know we talk about Ghibli we talk about um, Makoto Shinkai who did Your Name uh, two years ago I think now oh yeah that's yeah. that I'll start crying again <laughs> so you know the style of it is so important and Masaaki Yuasa always has a really distinct style that I haven't really seen in a lot of different things hmm well, if I think for for me, it's if you like a certain thing, there is likely going to be an anime about it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of classical music, and my entrance—not not really my entrance, but my one of my favorites—has always been Nodame Cantabile, which is essentially tracking this uh, couple and their music career. So they uh, try to inspire each other to grow and chase after their classical musician dreams. Wholesome. Yeah, very wholesome. So if, let's say, you don't necessarily like watching the anime version of it, there is also a manga that you can read that is from the same title and also a live action. So you, yeah. you'll find a lot of cross-media uh, kind of uh, distribution for like a, a single title. So uh, in this case, you have a manga, you have, a, a, you have an anime, you also have a live action, and that goes across for a lot of other things. So if um, you are also a fan of Honey and Clover, that comes through again, you also have live action, you have anime, you have manga that's also available to you. And that's like a relationship drama more than anything else, right? Yeah, it, I think the genre is... Uh, called slice of life so yeah. the mundane stuff but made into something that's a bit more touching something that's a bit more romanticized i'm not sure if i'm getting it right yeah. I, I i cannot say that i am an anime fan because mm. i've sort of slipped out from from the whole thing you know the last comic fiesta i went to was eons ago <laughs> but you went <laughs> but i went yeah so at, at, at some point i was but you know as you've said, it can be very overwhelming, uh, Ian. That but there doesn't have to be. There's no giant robots. There's not a fight in the third act every episode. Every no, week. this one is literally you just there's watch no talking people. mascot thing that they can sell billions of in toy. Oh, he's looking pensive. There is a mascot <laughs> in this one that I'm mentioning, but it's most still of, anime then. <laughs> but most of the time, you you just watch people play a piano or play a, a violin or like they're in a uh, they're in an orchestra together. Man, I can't even imagine how good the outro music would be for this. Well, the, when he started talking about it, I heard about this on another podcast. I can't remember the name of the show, but there is apparently a show about all the classical composers going to school together. Oh, oh. that's cute. Uh, so it's like a high school and you've got Bach and Beethoven and they're all rivals or something. Oh, I kind of love that. So I, I'm not, there might be giant robots in that. I'm not sure. There might be like transforming <laughs> pianos. Beethoven just battling a giant robot. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I am a science fiction geek, so my, I kind of, my entryway into it is more on that side. I do have a friend who is highly recommended food wars oh, oh yeah which oh, i think yeah. is on netflix <laughs> but it's called shokugeki soma if i'm not wrong yeah yeah, yeah i did a, a podcast with him years ago on this and i was kind of disgusted and felt dirty after watching i don't know how like i don't think the show is that bad but the way he described it was quite no i've seen one episode that's why i've only seen one episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get that but it is you know it's like it's like it's top anime. chef but they're like everyone's in ecstasy over the food yeah oh, but yeah. it is also anime food porn mm. right mm. Because, that's literally it i think yeah. that was the name of the episode because even recorded. even ghibli's like the food in ghibli is beautiful oh, spirited yeah. away i'm like yeah, yeah i'll turn to a pig Screw it. i want to eat that it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> back to my science fiction getting into getting me into this stuff i mean i would have been people watching, you know, getting Akira out of the video store on VHS, wondering what these shows were because it'd seen Battle of the Planets and didn't know what was going on. I think if I have to recommend one, it is the police procedural style of Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Yes, 
So it has that procedural of the crime of the week, but it usually happens to involve cyber te- terrorism, mind hacking, robot tanks gone amok, or they have a group of, I think, seven little mobile tanks, spider tanks themselves that talk like children and are really cute, but it also can like take things down if they have to. And the series develops slightly away from the movies into this more procedural world and it's just really good cop stuff. They're like, it's like mm. 24 meets CSI meets giant robots, but grounded. <laughs> 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 and I always forget to recommend this one. There's another one called Ergo Proxy that was so good. I had the, I had the theme song as my ringtone for like mm. two years and I only listened to it again <laughs> last night, but it's a post-apocalyptic world where everyone lives in domes. Um, a detective with her robot partner is investigating some guy and there's a whole big like lost style mystery about what's going on. I had to look it up on three or four different websites to try and remember what the ending of it was because I did watch it quite a while ago, but I was very uh, satisfied with the ending because it is only one show, we're not going to do any more, you're done, as opposed to seven seasons and then we'll limp off the stage badly. You can let us know what some of your anime recommendations are. You can drop us a note at movies at bfm.my. You can also let us know on social media. We're at skipintromy. And you might want to follow us there because we have a Stranger Things Lego set to give away. It's a huge set. You can find more details at Skip Intro MY. This is the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9.